morning once again. Bye. Every uh, week is going to preparation for uh, the new message, and we look at what's happening in the world and how God fits into that. And and uh, knowing what was coming up this past week, I was hoping for a, a much different message for the day. I was hoping we would be talking about some different subject matter, and we've uh, seen some crazy stuff this week. We've seen a lot of darkness. We've seen some hypocrisy. We've seen a, a lot of things that we see that, that Satan has a strong hold on this world. And we see that God is being pushed further and further back. And uh, so we have a, a different message for today. And just uh, we see that we have a, a lot of work to do, a lot. It's an uphill battle for us as we're spreading the word of God as we're teaching and we're trying to be better Christians. Just was reading this morning that uh, starts of the attacks on the church, that the uh, certain parties, secular Democrats are saying that Christianity is just a mask for white supremacy and that it is contributing to the pandemic because a Christian mindset is not the mindset of science. And we have to believe in science if we are going to overcome these things. But that simply is not what the Word of God says. We have to turn to the Word of God. We have to be strong in the foundation of the Word of God. Because God is stronger than any pandemic. He's stronger than any evil. And He's better than science. We have to build our strong foundation. And as I was studying this week and talking to God... Where do we begin? What is the, the basics? What do we always have to fall back to? And that is God is good. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get into your word today. Father, I ask you to just take myself out of the way. Father, let your true message shine through. Open our hearts and minds to receive it and apply it to our lives. Father, we ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. God is good. You know, we've all been there. We have these situations that happen in our lives, whether it be on a national level, whether it be on a personal level, that we so quickly say, God, why? You know, uh, we see that God loves us. But, you know, it's a wonder that he really does. It just shows you the true nature of God and his love because he loves us so much and we do so little for him. Because when something goes wrong, he gets all the blame. 
God, why did you allow this to happen? God, why didn't you intervene? God, why are you doing this? And then when things go right, do we give him the praise? No. We call it luck. We call it hard work. We call it self. God gets nothing. We can start to see how these things start to fit together. We've talked about being programmed little by little. And that is what Satan does. That is what the world does. In the very beginning, when the serpent was there with Adam and Eve, he tried to twist and dilute It made it look as if God was withholding back. God said, no, do not partake of this, for you will surely die. And the serpent says, God doesn't want your eyes open, because he knows if you partake of this, you will be like God yourselves, knowing good and evil. God was wanting to protect us, because we in fact did Die. We all now will die because of that. But fortunately, he sent his son so we can have salvation, that we can have a chance to right a wrong because we were pre programmed, that we gave in to false information we were took advantage of. That in that moment, In that one little moment, they were convinced that maybe God wasn't good. And all that takes is just one little moment of weakness. One little bit of doubt that says God isn't good. And then when that happens, chaos ensues. We have to guard our hearts. We have to put on the whole armor. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I have toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God cannot lie. And he says, his thoughts of peace, not of evil. But the world tells us, little by little, That is all God's doings, when in fact, it is not. We have little things, if you read through your insurance papers, if a tree falls on your car, they call that an act of God. God did not put a tree on your car. The wind did. Maybe some... Some termites did. Maybe some rotten wood did. But it was not God. We have an expected end. And to have that, we have to have things line up in our lives to allow us to walk down that path. John 3.16 says, He so loved the world. How hypocritical would that be 
for a God that so loves the world that He gave His only begotten Son so we may not perish but have eternal life, that would turn around and allow just random things to punish us. God is not the punisher. God is the lover. He loves us. It is the world. It is Satan. It is being in a constant pool of sin that allows these negative things to happen in our life. Imagine if we was in a field of roses. Roses are beautiful. They smell good. But if we walk through there, we are going to get scratched. We are going to get poked because roses also have thorns. And that is just part of being in that environment. And these things that happen to us, that is part of being in the environment of being in a sinful world. We have to believe that God is good. Because everything that we do revolves around faith. See, we talk about science. And science says that if we do X, Y, we're going to get the result of Z. And that's going to happen every time. And we can go through tests and we can do these things and it's going to prove that. But see, faith is something totally different. We have to believe in something we cannot see. And when we're talking about the power of God, we're talking about believing in stuff that's outside the realm of what our mind can comprehend. See, but because science says that if you have the cancer, that it's terminal. But God says, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. The world says that when you reach a certain point of poverty, there is no turning back. That you cannot overcome that. God says, I am your source, I am your way. And we've seen it. And we try to... We try to prove these things. We try to say, no, it wasn't this. It wasn't God. It was this that happened. It was this that caused this. This is why the waters backed up. This is why the seas parted. This is why it happened. God and science can coexist. Because all of these things that make up science, God made first. Every element Every molecule, everything that is made up of anything else, God created. Isn't it amazing on this earth that we live, we have everything that we need to do everything that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. We have our, our metals, we have our woods, we have our earth, we have our plants. And we can take these combinations of these things and assemble them together and make everything we need to survive. We have an atmosphere with air we can breathe. We have water we can drink. This, my friends, is not an accident. This 
is not something coming together. This is not a result of an explosion or evolution. This is God. This is God. Why is it that we want to silence God? We've seen over the last four years and extremely amount in the last little bit consensorship. That when something says something that goes against the masses, that we want to silence it, we want to shut it up, we want to say that it's not true, that it's false, that it's made up, because we don't want that glimmer of hope that there could be something different. And that is what the world, as what Satan is doing to God, they are trying to shut him up. They are trying to silence his voice. They are trying to silence his message. Because Satan has a plan, the world has a plan, and God is not part of it. God is against everything that they are for. We've been pre-programmed. We talked about a long time ago about our minds going into a sense of default negative where we automatically resort back to the negativity. And this is something we have to be diligent and vigilant about that we do not do because it's so easy. Because these emotions, remember those, we've talked about those many times, our emotions, how they they take control. And something happens in our lives. We get some kind of bad news. We have someone come against us. We have some kind of illness. And that kind of just takes over and that's kind of our focus. It tunnels in our vision and that's all we can think about. And we start thinking about how we can fix these things and what are we supposed to do and all the negative outcomes of it. Because, you know, every time we get bad news, that's what we get is the, all the negative outcomes. Well, you got this disease and the survival rate is small. That means the, the death rate is, is high. That's what we're looking at right now. We're looking at all these things. We look at these cases of virus every single day and they keep growing astronomically, astronomically, astronomically. So we're in a constant state of panic because there's such a good chance that we now can get it. Because we now know people that got it. We know people that died from it. We know all these things. And it's constantly being bombarded with us. But we forget about that we have a protector. We have a God that can shield us from these things. We have a God that can take us through these things. A God that tells us to do not fear. Because he is there for us. And then we see people that that believe. Or they claim to believe. Because that's the thing right there. That they claim to believe. Because none of us know the hearts of everybody else. 
We know our own hearts, and God knows our hearts, but we do not know the hearts of anyone else. And some of us are real good at putting on a show. We can put on the masquerade mask. We can put on our Jesus pin. We can come to church. We can raise our hands. We can hallelujah. We can progress the name of Jesus Christ. But in reality, in our hearts, we have doubt. There's preachers each and every Sunday that stand up behind the pulpit and they can put on a show. They can tell you everything that you want to hear. They can make it sound good. They can give you a sense of feeling good and hope. But what do they actually believe? Are they doing it because it's what comes from God? Are they doing it because that's what pays the bills? Are they doing it because that's what they have to do? Is it a profession or is it a progression? Are they doing it for show? Are they doing it from the heart? And I'm not saying that we're never, never going to fall in these situations of doubt. We are human. And being human, these things happen. Our emotions tend to get the better of us. But what we have to do is, is revive back to our foundation. James 1 and 16. Do not err. My beloved brethren, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom was no variables, neither shadow or turning. Every good gift is from God. That means that everything that is not good is not from God. We cannot trust in God. We cannot trust in God with all of our hearts. We cannot have faith. We cannot believe in things that we do not see. Faith, if we do not trust the source. If we do not believe wholeheartedly with all of our hearts that God is good, then our faith is broken. I've said this before, you know, God tells us that we, all we need to do is have the faith of a mustard seed, that itty bitty mustard seed. How hard is it for us to really have that little bit of faith? It's hard. It's hard. You know, I like to think that from the fall of man, that sin is kind of just multiplied. That each and every year it gets a little bit worse. And we think about how far away we are right now from that very beginning. And we look at, you know, the life cycles of people. They keep getting shorter. And people went from living hundreds of years. And if you make it to a hundred, that's something to celebrate. Even with all the advancements and all the technology we have. But we see such a decline in just my lifetime, I've seen such a decline of moral value. 
how things are so different now for the world that my kids are growing up in than the world that I grew up in as a child. Things that were forbidden are now common. Things that were never talked about are now in our living rooms, on our television sets. Things that we could trust now can't be trusted anymore. Every year it gets worse. Because every year we take a little more God out of the situation. We have to believe that God is good. We're going to get more into it as we go along because there's a lot of principles. God gave us all of these, these stories, for lack of a better term. He gave us these Stories that was handpicked, written down. And they're not here for our entertainment. And yes, they show the power of God, but that is not their primary function either. Their primary function is to show us how we can interact, how we're supposed to act, and what God can do for us. Because if He did it for them... He can do it for us. He doesn't pick and choose. See, that's another thing that we get into our heads that God just picks and chooses. That He allows this person to be saved, allows this person to be healed, and just skips over some of us. There is reason. And if you feel like that God is passing you by sometimes... The first place you need to look is within. How's your faith? What do you believe? How strong is your faith? What can waver it? We have all these... Uh, Events that happen. And it's challenging sometimes. Because we see, we see the fruits of people. And right now we see some evil, evil fruits. And we wonder, why are they allowed to go on this way? We have free will. We have a choice. We have to choose faith. God is not going to hurt us like cattle. God is not going to force us into his arms. We have to choose. We have to choose to make that turn, to make that walk, to step up. To turn away from the mass. We live in a world right now where God is small. We are making God small. We are putting him in a box. We are packing him away. That means that the darkness, the sin, the evil, that is the majority of the world. 
And what is it easy to do? To go with the group, to go with the masses. Because when we're different, when we stand up, people point, people laugh, people mock, people make fun of us. We look at Jesus. Jesus was different. He was different than anybody that ever came along because he was the true Son of God. And he could battle anyone that came along with the Word of God. He could walk this earth without sin. He was truly different. And what did that got him? It got him mocked. It got him ridiculed. It got him laughed at. And it got him crucified. We don't want to be different. We want to be with the masses. So we tolerate we go along. We're scared to stand up anymore. And little by little, we're just allowing it to happen. And some of the things that's coming out and are being pushed to be done. It's just so ridiculous and goes so against God. The world is trying to strip down the basis of the word. We can't just see simply men and women anymore. We have to be something else. The world is trying to neuter the very core of human existence to take God out of it. We look around and we see, like I talked about earlier, all the stuff that we have. We see the beauty. We see the way things function. How can you simply explain that with science? God is our creator. There is something so much more. And God doesn't tempt us to evil. We have a whole world that can do that. God wants us to stand strong. God wants us to have faith. How is your faith today? How is your faith today? The word says that we can be healed. Do you believe that you can be healed? Do you believe that you can be healed? Because that's not what the word says. That's not what science says. Science says you're too far gone. You're too old. It's too far progressed. But God says that we can be healed. So who are we going to believe? God says that he wants us to be prosperous. But we look at the bank statements, we look at our situation, and it looks hopeless. So who are we going to believe? Situation tells us that the relationship is broken. God says he can make us whole.
We feel that we can't change, that we're too broken, that we're too far gone. God says he can make us whole again, that we can be healed in every way. What do you believe? Because you can pray all you want. You can come to church all you want. You can do all these things for show. But if you don't truly believe in your heart, it's not going to happen. The biggest breakdown, the biggest reason why prayers are not answered, why God is not moving, is nothing to do with God and everything to do with us. God tells us we simply have not because we ask not. And how many things have we simply not asked for? Have we prayed for this country? Have we prayed for this pandemic? Have we prayed for our needs and situations? Do we ever get outside of our little bubble? Do we just wait for things to get so bad that we have nothing else to turn to and then we scramble and we beg and plead with God as a last ditch effort? That is not faith. Faith is asking God to take care of situations before they are situations. Faith is asking God to take us through the situation once it happens as a primary defense, not as a last resort. I challenge you today, this week as we go through, to examine your faith. When situations arrive, how do you feel about that situation and God working that situation? Evaluate your faith. And then next week, join me again so we can talk about more about how our faith works with God. Bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity again, Lord, to get to your word, Father. We ask today that we can truly evaluate our faith, Father. That we can see where we lack. That you'll open up our eyes to see our lack in our faith, Father. That you'll work with us. Work in our hearts, Father. Work in our minds to strengthen our faith. To strengthen our foundation. That you will be our first line of defense instead of our last resort, Father. We ask if anyone has a need or situation that they can lay it down at your feet. If they have a need to, for salvation, for a change in their life, Father, that that will happen as well. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.